All right, good afternoon. Today is January 6th, uh, Wednesday. Thank you for joining us. I'm joined, of course, by Dr. Janae Caldoun, our Chief Medical Executive. I hope everyone had a good holiday season um, and a happy new year. I know that the holidays had to look different this year, but I hope people across our state were able to find a creative way to stay connected and in touch with family and um, recognize that this is a, a moment of reflection and opportunity as we look ahead to the new year. I'm hopeful by the end of this year, we will be able to spend the holidays with our family and loved ones and, and celebrate in person together. But that's going to require all of us working together to eradicate this virus. COVID-19, of course, did not end with 2020. Um, on Monday, the state of Michigan recorded our 500,000th confirmed case. More than 12,000 Michiganders have, have died from this virus. And that's more than, of course, 12,000 families and friends and coworkers and loved ones who came into this new year without someone that they love. The virus is still present in our communities. And unfortunately, new variants, this virus has mutated and new variants of this virus have been found in the UK and in a number of states in the country. We must continue to do our part until this virus is gone once and for all. My administration, led by Dr. Caldoun, uh, we've been working 24 seven to make sure that we are distributing this, these vaccines that are safe and effective. We have been working with local public health departments and providers to begin distribution among our most vulnerable populations, like the brave healthcare workers and our frontline uh, workers as well. Last week, we began distributing the vaccines to our skilled nursing home residents and staff. And in the past three weeks, we've administered more than 152,000 vaccines. I wanna thank the men and women who are working on the front lines, distributing the vaccines to our residents. On Monday, I spoke with local public health officials from across our state who have been helping us get vaccines in arms. And I wanna especially thank the staff from Lansing Urgent Care who are volunteer volunteering their time right now here in Ingham County to work with our local public health department to vaccinate and staff at the MSU vaccination clinic. It's been um, a, truly a public private uh, effort and we're so grateful for partners who are, who are stepping in to help. These men and women are going out of their way. They are volunteering their time and energy, spending time away from their families to help us end this pandemic once and for all. Our healthcare workers have been the true heroes in this crisis from the beginning to now nearly 10 months later into this pandemic. And they're still giving everything and they are, they're missing out time at home, they're putting themselves in jeopardy and they are tired. And we all owe them our gratitude and respect by wearing our mask and doing our part to keep the numbers as, as low as we can. If you know a healthcare worker in Michigan, please reach out to them and let them know how grateful you are. I know it would mean a lot. Wearing our mask. And our frontline workers have helped us save thousands of lives and they deserve to know how grateful we are. 
Today, Dr. Khaldun and the Department of Health and Human Services are announcing that the state is entering a new phase in our vaccinations. By January 11th, all counties may begin vaccinating Michiganders who are 65 and up. This will include some essential workers who will also be vaccinated, workers like our school and child care staff, frontline local, state, and federal first responders, and staff in our jails and prisons and, and shelters. For Michiganders who are 65 and up, go to the DHHS website, check out your local health department website, and make sure that you keep monitoring that so that you can book appointments when they become available. MDHHS will communicate with the public which groups are eligible at the beginning of each phase through social media, news outlet, employers, and more. The quicker we act to distribute this vaccine, the quicker we can reduce the strain on our healthcare system and put an end to this pandemic once and for all. We're lacking a lot of the support that we need from the federal government. There are not enough vaccines coming from the feds. Our goal is to use 90% of distributed vaccines within seven days of when we receive them. And if we are moving fast enough, we will likely run out each week, given the allocation we are receiving now. We have a limited supply, so running out on a regular basis would be a good thing because it means that people are getting vaccinated faster. So we ask Michiganders to recognize these efforts and the limitations because of the, the federal government allotments. And we ask that you be patient, but you make your plan. Every shot in the arm is a step closer to ending this pandemic. We don't want to see people standing in lines. We don't want to see people get jeopardizing their health like we've seen in other states. And that's why it's important to make sure that you've made an appointment before you head out to get your vaccine. So this change is good news for our families, our frontline workers, and small businesses. But making sure that Michiganders get these vaccines that have high efficacy and safety uh, statistics, we want to make sure that when it becomes available to you, uh, you are ready, and we ask that you're patient. We have our work cut out for us to educate the public and work with them to make sure that every one of us has a plan to get ourselves and our families vaccinated. We've never experienced anything of this magnitude, never in our lifetimes, not as a state, not as a nation, but I am confident we are up to this task. That's what the bipartisan Protect Michigan Commission, chaired by Lieutenant Governor Gilchrist, Dr. Caldoun, and Detroit Piston, Blake Griffin, that's what it's all about. We are working 24-7 to educate the public and ensure everyone is making their plan to get vaccinated. As we rang in the new year, I had a chance to reflect on the courage and compassion and grit that I've seen all across our state from regular people throughout 2020. In the past 10 months, I've had an opportunity to see some of the best in people. I've spoken to some of the heroes on our front lines, our small business owners, and people across the state who have done their part to help us get through and end this crisis. This past year has been nothing like any of us could have ever imagined 12 months ago, but it has shown us our strength as a state. Nothing has made me more proud to be a Michigander 
than to see the work that is happening every day. Nothing's made me more determined as a Michigander to build a stronger state that works for everyone. We've been a leader in fighting COVID from the beginning. Let's finish this job together. And with that, I'll hand it over to our Chief Medical Executive, Dr. Keldoon. Thank you, Governor. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. So as of yesterday, uh, we had 504,410 cases of COVID-19 in the state and 12,867 deaths. On our key metrics that we are tracking, here's where we are. Cases are at 237 million per million uh, and range anywhere from 198 in the Traverse City region to 342 in the Jackson region. Cases have been plateauing over the past week after having a clear decline over the previous 46 days. Our case rate is more than twice what it was in the beginning of October. 12.6% of inpatient beds are being used to treat COVID-19 patients. That is down from 19.6% on December 4th, which is a good thing. However, the percent of tests that are positive is now at 9.6%. And this is concerning as it had been at 8.2% on December 27th. We also know that over the holidays, the number of tests being done across the state also went down. So overall, I am concerned that we may be seeing a slowing of the progress we were making before the holidays. We will continue to track these metrics. Everyone still needs to play their part. If you feel sick, please get tested. You can go to our website, michigan.gov forward slash coronavirus test to find the one that's nearest you. If you have been exposed, please quarantine for at least 10 days so that you do not potentially infect others. And of course, whenever you are going to be around anyone outside of your household, please wear a mask every time. Wear it appropriately, snugly over your nose and your mouth. So we are now three weeks into our vaccination efforts. Vaccines are the way that we are going to end this pandemic. We've set a goal to have 70% of Michiganders over the age of 16 vaccinated as quickly as possible. In fact, just before this press conference, my team had a meeting with the CDC and we were told that Michigan is now in the top five, top five states in the entire country when it comes to the percent of Michiganders that have been vaccinated compared to other states. That is great progress. And I expect the CDC website to be updated later today. We've seen some successes thus far. As the governor mentioned, over 152,000 vaccines have been administered as of January 5th. Over 8,300 of those were administered in long-term care facilities. And we have over 800 providers enrolled in our vaccine program. And we've set the expectation that 90% of doses received by any facility in this state need to be in arms within seven days. And we know that all of them are working very hard to meet this goal. We're seeing progress in the speed of vaccinations as well. And again, I'm very pleased with the meeting that we had with the CDC that shows us being one of the top states in the country for this. Last week, we saw just under 59 doses administered, more than three times that we uh, administered just in the first week of the vaccination program. 
So there's more work to do, but we are certainly making progress. The more people that are vaccinated, the less spread we will have, the fewer deaths, and the quicker we can get back to a sense of normalcy. We also know that we are seeing a new variant of the virus here in the United States, one that may be easier to spread than the current variant that we've been seeing. While we have not identified that new variant in the state of Michigan, it is very likely that it's already here or it will be here soon, so that is concerning. As I mentioned, we know that the rate of decline in our cases is slowing, and we still need to see if there will be a post-holiday surge in cases. And we also want to make sure that we are protecting our healthcare system so that people can get good care for both COVID and non-COVID related conditions. There is more urgency than ever to vaccinate as many people as possible and as quickly as possible. And that's why today we are announcing that the state is moving forward with the next phase of vaccinations. By January 11th, local health departments may start vaccinating anyone over the age of 65 as well as some frontline workers. This includes staff and teachers in childcare or K-12 education, some frontline federal and state workers, first responders and staff working in jails or correctional facilities or shelters. For this next phase, we are simplifying the eligibility for frontline workers to those who have the highest levels of potential exposure to the virus in their jobs and we want to focus on those who are the, are the most vulnerable to severe illness. 80% of COVID-19 deaths have occurred among those who are age 65 and older. And those over age 75 account for 60% of all deaths. We encourage our older Michiganders, particularly those who are over the age of 75, to get vaccinated as soon as possible. The strategy we are announcing today is efficient, effective, and equitable, focusing on making vaccine available to those who have the highest level of risk, whether it be because of where they work or because of their age. It is important, however, for people to be patient. We simply do not have enough vaccine for everyone in these categories to get vaccinated all at once. And there are some places where we know there are still healthcare workers who need to be vaccinated. Health systems and health departments will still be working to vaccinate you. Everyone should know how they will get vaccinated. You should not just show up to any vaccination clinic without first making an appointment. If you're over the age of 65, you should first check our DHHS website to find out what health departments may have vaccine appointments available for you. And that list will be expanding and we'll be sure to update it as more health departments are able to accommodate you for appointments. If you are a frontline essential worker who is now eligible to receive the vaccine, state and local health departments will be working with your employers on the way you will get vaccinated. And you will start to learn more about that in the upcoming week. We have many partners such as the National Guard, pharmacies and volunteers who are actively working across the state to support vaccination efforts. And people can go to our website, michigan.gov forward slash COVID vaccine to find out more. So we have made some progress, but there is a lot more work that we have to do. Vaccinations will continue to speed up. We have to all continue to do our part to end this pandemic. So wash your hands, wear your mask, continue social distancing, and when it is your turn, please do sign up for an appointment to get your COVID vaccine. 
And with that, I'll turn it back over to Governor Whitmer. Before we open it up for questions, I want to take a moment to uh, talk about what is happening in Washington right now as Congress gathers to count and certify the electoral college votes. Now, our American democracy was founded on the principle that all power is vested in and inherent in the people of this country. We have elections, the people vote, and the candidate with the most votes wins. Our system is not perfect, no one has ever claimed it to be, but it has sustained us as a nation for 244 years. Here are the facts. On November 7th, the people of Michigan went to the polls in record numbers. More than five and a half million people in our state voted. They voted for president and races up and down the ballot, from Congress to the legislature to county commission and more. It was a free election, it was a fair election, and it was a secure election. And the results were clear. In the race for president, former Vice President Joe Biden won by more than 154,000 votes here in Michigan, more than 7 million votes nationally, and earned 306 electoral votes. As The people have spoken. After the election was over, of course, Unfortunately, President Trump and his attorneys came to Michigan spreading false and baseless allegations of so-called voter irregularities. In at least 10 different cases, and from courts that include both the Michigan Supreme Court and the United States Supreme Court, their false claims were rejected. The election was certified, and the results are being audited. So let me be clear, audits are not a vehicle to change an election result. Recounts are, but there's been no effort to ask for a recount. All of this should be enough for us to say it's time to move forward. And yet, instead of accepting the will of the people, there are some Republicans in Washington and in Lansing who have continued to deny reality deny the facts, and deny basic math. On Monday, the Senate Majority Leader, the same person who supports herd immunity to fight COVID, has said Michigan legislature will continue to investigate the 2020 election well into 2021. He said this work will consume the Senate. It gets worse. Just yesterday, 11 Republicans from the state Senate sent a letter to members of Congress urging them to delay certification of this election without a shred of evidence or any basis under the law. Today, at least two Republican members from our delegation to Congress have said that they will object to certification. I think it bears remembering that these congresspeople are on the same ballot they now are calling into question whether or not it was valid. Their legitimacy also would be in question, but we all know that's not the case. It's really difficult to articulate just how unprecedented, how dangerous and outrageous this is. It's shocking to the conscience. It undermines our faith in democracy. This is not a game. 
Our American democracy is bigger and more important than any individual. It is bigger and more important than any political party or any election or candidate. We have to put this election behind us. We have to move forward together as a nation. And we have to keep our eyes on what really is the crisis at hand because we are still in the midst of the worst public health crisis in our lifetimes. This pandemic has already stolen the lives of more than 357,000 Americans and nearly 13,000 Michiganders, leaving behind broken hearts, empty chairs, and unfulfilled dreams. A new variant of this virus has emerged in the United Kingdom and it has the potential to spread much further and wider and more rapidly. That's all very concerning. That should be our focus. There is good news. There's light at the end of the tunnel, but make no mistake, we are still in the tunnel, and it's going to be hard. It's going to take every one of us working together, doing our part, from the federal government, an outgoing administration to an incoming administration, to state governments, to our local health departments, to our small businesses, to us individually working together. So here's my message to Congress and to the Michigan Legislature. If you love the land of the free, then respect the will of its people. We cannot have one without the other. Now is the time to end the partisan games and get to work to save lives to end this pandemic and rebuild our economy together. With that, I'm happy to open it up for some questions. Thank you, Governor. Um, the first question will come from Rick Albin, the Rick, are you there? Sorry, my audio was glitching there for a minute. Uh, Governor, thank you for doing this. Uh, you mentioned uh, two or three things, including a lack of vaccine, the new variant of the virus, and a slowing of the reduction of cases here in the state. With, with that trifecta, are you anticipating further restrictions on activity in the state? And do you have any idea what happens to restaurants and others on the 15th? when the current order would expire? I think it's, uh, I appreciate the question, Rick, and I think that it's very clear that the pause has worked. Our numbers came down at the initiation of the pause, just as they did in the spring when we took action and uh, curtailed our person-to-person -person activities. We've saved lives. I know that our healthcare systems, our hospital systems are, are grateful and breathe the sigh of relief. Um, we know that over the, we saw increased mobility. Uh, we don't know how sustained that was or how dramatic it was, but it did jump during the most recent holiday. And so we are gonna continue to watch the numbers very closely. Uh, the order that has been in effect from DHHS, it goes through the 15th. And so I would anticipate some more uh, days of data uh, before a determination is made on what the next steps look like. If we could do what I wanted, we would be moving forward and, and um, we, the numbers would reflect you know, a, a stronger state, a safer state, so we could do some things. 
but it's not my individual wishes. It is um, the data and, and what we're seeing in terms of community spread that will determine where we're headed, and, and that uh, determination will be known next week. The next question will come from Alicia Um, hi, Governor. So I am wondering, um, this might be a question for Dr. Caldoun, uh, but wondering if you can talk about independent physicians um, getting the vaccination and if like DHHS is contacting them or how they might go about um, getting vaccinated. You are correct. That is for Dr. Caldoun, so I'll let her come on up. Absolutely. So. Um, some of the things that we've been doing over the past week, even even over the holidays, uh, where a lot of us were, were working, uh, was making sure it was clear to the local health departments and the health systems that they not only vaccinate people who work in a hospital, but also reach out into the community to be able to vaccinate anyone who is a healthcare worker. And I actually sent a letter laying out all of those specific entities that they should consider. I've talked to uh, a lot of uh, healthcare executives uh, in recent days, and they are actively reaching out. It may be a local health department, it may be a healthcare system, but there is a way that every independent uh, physician and the people who are their staff should be able to get vaccinated at this time. Thank you. Hi, Governor. Happy New Year, and thank you for doing this, and thank you for the update. My question would be, with the number of vaccines and freezers in Michigan right now, are you okay with that number or not okay, not happy with the numbers of vaccines that are not getting to people currently today? Okay, so I, your question, I believe, was about vaccines and freezers, and it kind of petered out at the end, but um, I'll do my best to address what I think you were asking. So um, certainly the speed with which we are getting allocations is concerning from the federal government. Our ability to turn those around and get shots in arms, which is our goal, um, has been compromised because of that, because of all the planning that has to be done as um, the, the allotments come is undermined when those allotments don't reflect what we were told we were going to get. Um, all of that being said, uh, we recognize that the thing that we must do now is move as swiftly as we can to get shots in arms. We have made dramatic um, improvements in the work that is happening on the front line. We are now uh, moving from 90% at our hospital systems uh, of shots are to be in arms within seven days of receipt of those allotments. So we're building up the capacity so we can inoculate more people. Our public health departments are doing an incredible job at the local level. I had a conversation with many of them earlier this week. They're ready to move forward. They need more vaccinations from the feds. So we are, um, I think, on the precipice of really seeing this ramp up faster. The, um, we've had a lot of conversations directly with uh, President-elect Biden's team about our concerns here, uh, how we ensure that the U.S. has purchased all of the vaccine that's been allotted to the U.S. We still haven't gotten clarity from the feds on whether or not that's happened. But I believe that in the coming weeks, we are going to have another vaccine on the market. We're going to have access to more with the advent of a new administration, and we're going to be ready. Um, but if you look at, if you listen to the numbers that Dr. Jay shared moments ago in the conversation with the CDC, their website's outdated. 
we have made um, dramatic improvements and we're now in the top five is our understanding in terms of the percentage of people that have been vaccinated in our state. And that's um, a moment to recognize and be proud of the incredible work that's been done, but also to say we've got a lot more ahead of us and, and we're working to make sure that we are doing as much as we can as quickly as we can. Okay, we'll go to Tim Russell with TV7 in Detroit. Thank you so much for taking my question, Governor. I was looking at the data on the COVID dashboard, and when you look at how many people in Michigan have been vaccinated, it looks like it's just over 1.4% of the state. However, only about 0.2% of Detroit residents in the community hardest hit. For example, Livingston County has had more people vaccinated than Detroit, despite having a fraction of the population. What's leading to this disparity and what can be done to address it? I'm gonna ask Dr. Jay to, um, to talk on that particular point. I would just um, share with you that last night we had a conversation with Mayor Duggan. I think we've got a wonderful plan at the local level to really ramp up um, you know, the mayor and his team working very closely with uh, DHHS and Dr. J and all of state government. Um, I, I think we've got some really um, aggressive strategy to ramping up vaccinations for Detroiters. But as to your specific numbers, um, I think Dr. J will be able to shed a little more light. Absolutely, so, so we obviously want the speed of vaccinations to increase across the entire state. I also want to be uh, want to clarify the, the website and, and what it appears to be. So, um, people who are getting vaccinated in Phase One A were primarily healthcare workers, and how it gets out, um, put on our website is it's based on place of residence. So, if you are a healthcare worker who works um, in Detroit, for example, but you actually live in Oakland County, as an example, then that dose, even if you get that shot somewhere in the city of Detroit, it still counts as, as an Oakland County, per my example, uh, uh, vaccination. But absolutely, I've been in regular communications with the director of the Detroit Health Department. We met with the mayor, um, and we are looking to help them expand their capacity as much as possible. I've also spoken to healthcare leadership in, in the city of Detroit, and I'm confident that they, they, they know what to do, and we're just gonna support them to be able to do it. Okay, we'll take a couple more questions. So we'll go to Callie with WWMC. Hi there. Um, thank you, Governor. Two things. Um, first and foremost, I think, can you just explain how, and maybe this is for Dr. Caldoun, but how did Michigan go from being one of the slowest um, vaccination rates throughout the country to now top five? So we weren't one of the slowest. <laughs> I'll just start with that. Um, the CDC website, the information that they've got on there just is not up to date. And um, I think that that has been, you know, in the midst of the last 10 months, we recognize we're all moving so quickly. Building up the systems to reflect in real time what's actually happening is a challenge. And certainly the CDC is um, not unique in having that issue. But I think the information that they shared with us today gave us a lot more uh, comfort that they actually are seeing what's happening here in Michigan on the ground. And um, we're gonna continue to lead. We have led throughout this effort. We have managed, we are in a stronger position than most other states. Uh, that will be true around vaccines as well. Uh, it, Dr. J has been, Dr. J is a superhuman. She practices ER medicine, still showing up in the ER 
raising her family and is our chief medical executive who devotes 24-7 to that as well. I don't know how she does it. But I know that um, under her leadership, we are we're nationally known for our, the work that we've done, and that will be true around vaccines as well. Anything to add, Dr. Drew? Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. And then my other question, really quick, just um, in terms of schooling, I know that we had, there had been some conversation about disregarding standardized testing because of COVID-19 and virtual learning. Um, if schools don't test students on standardized level, then how will we know where our students statewide sit and the true impact of COVID-19 with learning? I think that's a great question. It is a very complicated question and a very complicated um, strategy we're gonna have to have as a state to uh, ad administer to the kids who have learning loss because of COVID. It is real. Learning loss in a regular school year between the last day of school in June to the first day of school in August or September, it's real. And it's always more profound for kids who are in higher poverty situations. COVID learning loss is going to dwarf what we usually see. We know this. And that's why um, it is my great hope that the incoming Biden administration uh, will place a high priority on supporting our efforts to remediate um, the, the need for the needs of those kids. And we'll be working very closely with our superintendents, with our teachers, um, to ensure that Michigan's got, um, I think, the when, when we're all back in school, um, and even before that, the kind of wraparound services our kids are going to need to close that gap. But it's, it's not a three-point answer. It is very complicated, and it is going to take working very closely with our experts to make sure that we've got uh, what we need to meet the needs of our kids. But it's, it's real. It's an important question that you're asking, and there are a lot of us uh, working on solving that right now. All right, we'll take um, just a couple more questions, so we'll go to Tim Stubik. Uh, Governor, there are 380,000 doses of this vaccine sitting in Michigan. How can you blame the federal government for that when this is on your watch in your state and run by what you're supposed to be doing? Tim, I'm gonna ask Dr. J to walk through how we've gotten to 152,000. And as you, point, as you point to it, what appears to be a simple math problem is much more complicated than that. And I think Dr. J can explain it to you. Absolutely. So I, I, again, I think it's, it's fair to say no one in this country is pleased with the speed of vaccinations and how they rolled out. Uh, that said, um, and, and there were some challenges. They started over holidays, which again, the day they were available, that is absolutely when we should have started. But we know that many people actually chose not to get a vaccine because of the holidays. And we're even hearing anecdotally from the front lines that people are now saying, raising their hand and saying they want a vaccine. Uh, but it's absolutely concerning. And again, that's why even over the past seven days and throughout the holidays, my team, uh, others in state government were working, connecting with the hospital systems, making sure they knew who they should be vaccinating, giving them the expectation of the 90% in seven days. And as I showed earlier, just last week, just in week three, even between the Christmas and New Year holiday, we had three times as many uh, vaccinations occur as it did in the, in the beginning when we first started in mid-December. So we absolutely uh, have some work to do. I'll just add, when you look at our website, uh, 
you'll see that the day that all of these uh, local health departments, health systems, and others receive the vaccine, at that moment, our website will update to show that there is a lot of vaccine in the, in the state. But it takes more than just you know, an hour to get all of those various people vaccinated. And so it does take time. Again, that's why we've given them seven days from, from receipt to be able to get those vaccines in. And again, we are showing progress in the state, and I think we'll continue to see those numbers going up. Okay, great. The last question will come from Jacob McMurray. Hey, Governor. Um, in, uh, in moving to the uh, um, new phase or, or expanding who can be vaccinated, does this mean that um, every healthcare worker has had an opportunity to, um, to uh, receive a vaccination? <laughs> Jacob, I'm going to ask Dr. J to come back up. So really important uh, question, and I, I mentioned it in my earlier remarks. So we've said all along that these phases were run in parallel. Uh, we knew all along that one phase may begin while another one is not complete. So absolutely, it is, it is very possible that there is a healthcare worker who fits into 1A right now um, who may not have a vaccine yet, but we're starting with another group. Again, our goal is to get as many people vaccinated as possible, as quickly as possible. We know there are some places across the state um, where they've gone through all of their healthcare workers. And to your earlier, to some earlier questions, we don't want them sitting around if they can be vaccinating more people. So again, um, there's not enough vaccine allocated from the federal government. Uh, we are looking forward to the day when we have more, uh, but we will continue to uh, encourage and emphasize that everyone in every phase can still get a vaccine. And I know, again, speaking to our healthcare systems, they are reaching out to healthcare workers uh, to make sure that they get a vaccine as well. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.